0: Ready is relentless. Ready is fearless. Ready is fearing no foe. Ready for the next level? Renew your season ticket now and support Rangers into Season 2021. Prices are frozen for next season and the renewals deadline is extended. Visit rangers.co.uk slash renew to secure your season ticket today. Always Rangers. Always loyal.
1: Hi there and welcome to this week's edition of the Net Weekly Podcast, the independent ranger podcast which is made by fans for fans and the content is absolutely free. You, as always, to uh, subscribe to the pod if you like what you hear, leave a comment and share and all that kind of a stuff. Uh, we're live tonight. We're live at Sunday night, uh, but the, the pod will be available to download or stream on a variety of uh, platforms, including ACast, iTunes, YouTube, Castbot, Stitcher, Spotify, all the usual places. Guys, we've we're, we're, we're been there for a while now. It's episode 85 of the Jersnet podcast. Uh, we're around about our second anniversary now actually, we've been going for a couple of years now, up to 2,700, uh, 2700 subscribers so all good here but there's, n- there's no much to talk about on the pitch obviously because of the current situation, the COVID-19 situation that is ongoing and seems to be as if it'll be ongoing for some time. So there's no football content for us at the moment but there's still plenty to talk about because there's lots of stuff happening as you'll all know off the path so we thought we would uh, get in about the bones about that there's 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 been lots of stuff happening most of it farcical some of it questionably, sort of questionably corruptible uh and we're, we're going to go through all that tonight so joining us uh tonight to go through all that we've got the gaffer we've got a uh, shirt franklin how are you doing Stuart? i call i'm well thanks um
2: a, f- a few weeks off work now obviously so that's uh i'm c- quite surprised I've, i'm still married at this point and i've not quite um strangled my kids
1: but um we're we're, we're doing okay through here thank you uh have you got any sort of uh, i mean i've been i've been doing a lot of reading and looking out for new podcasts and you and i mean i've been re-watching alvida's impact that's (laughs) that's where i am you know i mean Uh, so have you got any programs podcasts books anything that you would want to recommend for anyone else that's struggling to fill the hours on lockdown. Uh, well, I've, I've been doing a bit of reading as well, pr- probably you know, sort of pulpy
2: stuff rather than anything else. But um, discovered an author uh, Adam Hamdy, recently. He's he's very good, at sort of spy stuff, sort of modern, sort of Jason Bourne type, type stuff. It's quite good. And then we watched um, uh, a cracking film last night with the girls, um, Leave No Trace, with uh, Ben Foster. It was it was really good. And the real last it was in Jojo Rabbit. It was uh, that was excellent. So thoroughly recommend that if
1: you if you're looking for... struggling. <laughs> I, I, I well, we're... there's a lot of hours to fill, Let's be honest. Uh, uh, some true. days, it was just there's only there's only so many repeats of sort of match of the day that you can watch. You know what I mean? Uh, and also join us tonight, uh, we've got Stephen Clever from the Four Lads has a, a dream podcast. Uh, sorry, blog. I'm having an absolute nightmare tonight. Uh, how are you, Stevie? How are you coping in the current lockdown? Uh, have you got any recommendations of, you know, TV, books, podcasts, anything to sort of whittle away the hours?
0: Evening, Colin. Evening, everyone. Um, well, no, not really. My life hasn't really changed. Um, children are, are two and four, so it's all about them. And um, aside of not being able to take them many places, we've been doing a, our daily walks, I'm still at my work, and... Um, I'm now on seventh season of Football Manager.
1: Have, have any of the two watched the Sunderland thing? I know there was a bit of a chat about it a couple of weeks ago. Martin Bain apparently makes a bit of a... Well, we do know what he was capable of in terms of making a tacky himself. Uh, but apparently spectacular, in it? Have you seen that, Stevie?
0: No. Um, I can't say I'm much of a big kind of tele-watcher, to be honest. I'm not. Uh, normally, Peppa Pig and what's on in this house, so... No, I haven't watched it and I can't say anything really with Martin Bain and it appeals to me that much to be fair.
1: (laughs) But you, Stuart, did you see that Sunderland thing? I've not seen it yet.
2: Uh, My wife's in Newcastle, mate, so there's no chance of me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I do. I I am meaning to get around to it, but I'm I'm like Stevie. Uh, Martin Bain is not my favourite person in the world, so I'd end up throwing something through my plasma if I'd... um, I'm on, So I'll probably get to it at some point, but
1: I'm afraid uh, not yet. No, I've not seen it myself. I think it was, I think David Wren was on a couple of weeks ago and he said he was watching it and he said it was pretty good. So I'll need to try and get around to it, but I've, I've not seen it as yet. Anyway, guys, we'll try and get on to the, the, the topics at hand. It's been another one of those weeks. Uh The last two or three weeks have just, it's been one farce after another, really. Uh, so the, there was a resolution that was proposed by the SPFL and inverted commas. I think one club in particular was, was pushing that proposal. Obviously, we spoke about last week with the the farce with the vote. Dundee's vote was in, then it was in the end, and they didn't have enough to get it through. And then Dundee changed their mind from no to yes. And, and then there's accusations that Aberdeen received a phone call saying, oh, we don't need your vote anymore. And the whole thing... Uh, it stinks to high heavens, really. It all looks very, very suspicious, and, and, and doesn't reflect well on Scottish football at all. I don't think. And then there was a situation; Rangers had a counter proposal, and that was chalked out because you know they, they didn't dot an eye across a T at the right uh, point in the, the, the proposal. Stuart, I'll comment you first on this. The whole situation at the moment—how what's your views on the whole thing? The whole sort of it has been an embarrassment, I think, over the last two weeks.
2: You can pick any word, uh, negative adjective to describe it. I mean, I, th- I think disgraceful is, uh, sums it up for me. I think it's incredible how this has all transpired and what's going on. And I mean, clearly it's it's not always easy to to put faith in anonymous Twitter accounts that are, are posting like WhatsApp messages and things like that. But um, as soon as you've got the likes of Tom English and Michael Stewart taking the side of Rangers, you know that there's there's something wrong. Um what what's going on here with this vote is, is nothing shortly disgraceful, as I said. I mean for, for them to post the, the, the thing at five o'clock, the, the current numbers when they knew or they were going back to Dundee or they were still a a vote outstanding is is bizarre at best. Um and there's just that much inconsistencies between what people are coming out and saying. That, I mean, the SPFL have had two or three statements and uh, contradicted themselves. We've obviously had uh, different chairmen and imagine directors on, on on the radio and in the papers as well, and they also would be contradicting themselves. And it's just, as I say, it's 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 bizarre. And um, I think it's Rangers are, are quite entitled to to be angry about it. Um, i I'm not sure we would ever have got to uh, the, the resolution put through anyway, but there's enough inconsist- inconsistencies in what's happened in the last um, sort of couple of weeks to to warrant the independent investi- investigation that Rangers have asked for. If not that, the, the police should be getting involved. I'm surprised that that hasn't happened because there's there's something murky going on, and, and it needs. It certainly needs somebody to go in there and say and have a, a proper look at what's happened. I mean, these people that, that are involved with the SPFL board, your guys like your, your new Doncaster is earning the better part of half a million pounds a year for running this. And he's never said a word in, in the last two weeks. And it's, I mean, I know it's a members club and that's maybe different from... um Somebody getting murdered, or a, or, a, or a bank, something happening within a bank, or, or, or something like that. But there's still laws to, uh, to to follow here, and, and I must admit, it's I'm not convinced that the um, they have been followed properly here. So I'm kind of hoping there is an, inve- an independent investigation, but whether or not Rangers can get the, the, the enough support to to uh, carry that through and to and to achieve it is, remains to be seen. But maybe, maybe Steve, will have a bit more information on that for us.
1: Hi, Stevie, coming back to yourself on this, uh, the whole thing is, as as Frankie says, it it smells off and there there is a whiff of... There could be some illegal activity going on here, you know, a fair amount of corruption. And and I agree with what what Stuart says there, you know, there there are bigger things to worry about. But we have to remember here, there's there's huge amounts of money at, at stake here. You know, there's the Champions League money, there's prize money, all that kind of thing. So... I mean, I, I, I don't know how, how much you know at the moment, but is it, is it an avenue the club are looking at at the moment in terms of bringing the police into it?
0: I think it's important to to strip this right back and go back right to the very first meeting that the SPFL had with, a, with the 42 members, way back a couple of Wednesdays before. And at the time they, they presented the resolution, they told all member clubs that, if you want to, to have another revolu- resolution and, and put that forward, then you can and we'll assist you in doing so. So what Rangers did was Rangers' resolution was to release prize money um based on, on where the where they, the clubs were at the moment in in terms of, of loans with the you know with the kind of proposition that we would be finishing leagues. Um they wrote the the, the resolution out. It was checked by our own lawyers, then it was checked by our lawyers down in London, um, I believe that when it was forwarded to Hearts, their lawyers checked it, and when it was sent to the SPFL, um, there was, you know, the SPFL, it was received, they acknowledged it was received, and then the dialogue kind of never went anywhere, Rangers were in dialogue with them, and at no point was it ever, were the club ever told that um, there was an issue, and Rangers actually heard it from a couple of chairmen in um, the the championship, the first division, that it was getting knocked back. Now, the SPFL hadn't told Rangers, but they had told this had been leaked to these chairmen. So when Rangers then tried to get back in contact with the SPFL, this was all, you know, it it was by the time that it was made to Rangers that that there was an issue. And that issue, by the way, was one word in that document one word in the wrong place. So the reason I'm going on about this is because right from the get-go, the SPFL had no intention of considering Rangers' resolution or anybody else's resolution. They went out of their way not to get in dialogue with Rangers until it was it's too late. So, you know, we're five minutes to go. Well, we can't consider your resolution because this was and, and it was supposed to be the. So that's basically the level of of people that we're dealing with here. And what's happened is basically, see, any time that anybody has opened their mouth when it when they've been on radio or they've been anywhere, they've all contradicted each other and they've all let little things out of the bag that shouldn't have been said in an open kind of forum. The same as the Aberdeen chairman yesterday. So Rangers are simply in the case now where they've they've gathered you know, it, it speaks volumes, as, as Stuart was saying there, that it's Tom English and Michael Stewart and Charlie Nicholas and even Sir Kenny Dalglish that's, that's talking about, you know, independent um, investigations. And when these people are on our sides, it, it shows you that what Rangers are doing, they aren't, you know, we're only asking for what everybody should welcome. And this whole situation needs to be looked into and regards to what Rangers are prepared to do, I mean this is it's, it's out on open forum. They, they've said this as well. They will present their evidence, which the club are adamant they have. They will present that evidence to an investig an independent investigation, and if it if that's not granted, then they will they will show it in a courtroom. So, is it for Police Scotland? I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine it is for Police Scotland, but it's certainly going to get lawyers involved and we're certainly going to push this because we believe that and again this is going by statements of things we put out we believe that that an independent investigation needs to be carried out and with everything that's been said Colin to be quite honest with you and every time as I said somebody opens their mouth it's as clear as day this whole thing as you said without you know without throwing certain words out there but it is murky at best
1: Sure. Is, is there any reason? One thing I, I, I mentioned this last week on the pod, I think we're in unprecedented times. And I think I don't think anyone could disagree with that. You know, every now and again, I have to sort of pinch myself. I think, mate, what's going on here? You know, what I mean, every day you're getting up, you know, you're restricted in your movement. I'm working from home at the moment. Most people are. Some people are, are, are furloughed and all the rest of it. And it's just every day, you know, the death toll gets higher and higher. And, you know, it really does sometimes. It it feels like a a sort of scary society we're living in at the moment. But given the seriousness of the situation, I have never understood this need that the prize money that the SPFL have has to go out in terms of first place gets this, second place gets that. Surely the main focus of the SPL here and all of the sort of governing bodies in, in Scottish football should be to make sure... That we have as many clubs when we come out of this as we had when we went in here. So surely there should be some sort of, you know what? Let's just divide the the the, the prize money evenly. Let's make sure clubs, uh, or even in a means tested basis, you know what I mean? Because there's one club I know that has a reputed thirty million in the bank. They're in the best position possible to survive uh, this current uh, situation. If those figures are to be believed, you know, and you've got clubs like just taking the the the, the The premiership, for example, your clubs like Hamilton, eh, who would probably struggle, you know, to get through. I mean, if this is prolonged, I mean, I've I've, I've heard suggestions that this could last for about a year. You know, not the whole lockdown situation, but a certain level of lockdown and no mass gatherings and all that kind of a thing. So that would mean that if if football does get back up and running at at some point towards the end of this year, there's a strong possibility that it will be behind closed doors. So clubs at the lower end of that table are going to struggle why is there a need for this money to be dashed out You know, based on where they're finishing? Why can we not just accept that something unprecedented has happened and let's focus on getting the clubs through it rather than bickering over who wins what title? And I just find that bizarre.
2: It's a fair point. I mean, uh, the, the, the SPFL, um, the SFA, UEFA, and right up to FIFA, they, they should all be holding cash reserves. And this for this type of... Uh, uh, Unique situation. That rather than saying let's just concentrate on the prize money and hand it out cash that was going to be handed out anyway, they should be saying they should be looking at methods to unlock the reserves that are there. I'm not saying spend every single penny, but unlock the reserves enough that every club, like you say, means tested seems seems reasonable to me. Um, gets some money, some financial help, be a loan an interest-free loan or whatever stuff's deferred. I mean, you, you hear about some players are deferring payments, so uh, the SPFL could be, could be doing the same thing. They could give loans and then they could say, you can pay this back over five years or over 10 years or whatever. They have to have reserves in place. So this 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 pretense that it has to be linked to, to prize money doesn't really hold water for me. And, and as Stevie described in, in, in his... Uh, Few minutes ago about the, the Rangers resolution and how that it was basically obstructed. I mean, let's not try and pretend otherwise. It's, Rangers put forward the resolution in good faith, clearly with the, with the, the, the proviso that the, the SPFL's own resolution didn't go ahead, and that's understandable to an extent. But remember, Rangers have been we've been preached over the years about sport and integrity, to this and corporate governance. And that all Rangers are trying to do is follow this. I mean, we're told that we, we should have showed. Uh, uh, trying to build bridges and all the rest of it. So we're trying to do that. We're trying to help the clubs and we're trying to show a bit of leadership. And instead, you have been stymied by people that clearly, or well, maybe not clearly, maybe a bit unfair, but they have historical dodgy links in terms of their comments about us. I mean, the, the, the private eye stuff about McLennan. Um, Your Rod McKenzie, stuff like that. Clearly, that these guys aren't, aren't our, our bestest or our strongest friends. But at the same time, that, that doesn't mean that they should be obstructing due process. And that's what's happened with, with Rangers' resolution. And ultimately, this is what it comes down to, is the funds. I mean, it, 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 it shouldn't matter the prize money. It should be keeping other clubs in business. I mean, there, there isn't any point in, in in going through all these resolutions. And then if you say six months time we've only got twenty one clubs left. How do you how do you factor in reconstruction then? So there's as I say, it's I get the haste that they need the money quickly. That's fine. But the obviously unlike what the SPFL claimed, the, the process was there to do it via loans and that should have been kicked into and in, and in, into place as soon as we knew how bad this situation was Stevie,
1: there's there's been three clubs sort of majorly involved in all this. And I thought we should look at them. Obviously, Dundee's part and at Hearts, Perfect Patrick Thistle released a couple of statements last week. So I'll, I'll come to you with Dundee. Now, the whole thing about Dundee is, you know, they claim they'd submitted their no vote. Uh, the SPFL claim that it wasn't received. And then all of a sudden, Dundee are phoning the SPFL to say, well, actually, you know what, even if you have received it, eh... Uh, don't count this vote as cast, and then we're we're getting to see these sort of, as, as you said, probably murky's the the best way to describe it. We're seeing these sort of screen grabs of WhatsApp chats, where you know Dundee are sort of saying, "Well, we didn't really want this situation, but it's put us in a good position. Uh, we're we're in a strong negotiating position." But blah blah blah. Now, first thing that crosses my mind: Well, who are they negotiating with? The SPFL you know, who, who is it they are negotiating with? Uh, and, and secondly, how, how can a vote have, have any sort of integrity or, or honesty about it if one person withholds their vote and then starts going round people negotiating to say, well, what can you offer me? What can you offer me? Before they make their vote, the whole thing just seems I don't, possibly corrupt. I'm, go, I'm going to put the word possibly in there so that, Frankie doesn't get a, a hefty sort of legal bill through the door, but it, it stinks to high heavens. And I don't think Dundee come out of this well at all. Yeah, they they seem, there's, there's lots of clubs and lots of supporters saying, well, what have they done wrong? Yeah, I got into a debate the other night with a guy and he's like, "Well, lot of the clubs voted for it. And I was like, well, the majority of the clubs are sitting mid-table with nothing at stake. And they just want the money, so they will vote for whatever the proposition is, just to, to just to get money through the coffers. And go, to go back to my question, Dundee, that they, they, they just they have not covered themselves in glory here at all. How how do you feel about them?
0: Well, I, I don't think they have, um, but this is why an internal investigation has to happen because we're led to believe, and we've seen the voting slips that Dundee voted no, and they've sent that in. So the question that I would logically ask is, if they sent that in, how did they then know to phone at six o'clock and say, can you just ignore that vote? And that that to me, it, that doesn't make sense. What's happened in between, you know, them putting that vote in and then them phoning to say who's been on the phone to them? Because we've seen it, we've seen the WhatsApp stuff, we've seen the, the screen grabs from from Dundee's own employees that, you know, that say that, you know, Peter will have been on the phone and stuff like that. I mean, who's Peter? What does, What? why is Peter phoning and and what's going on here? Because we all know who Peter is, right? But we will play dumb just for now and say, who's Peter? Why is he phoning Dundee? And then why are Dundee then 45 minutes later phoning the SPFL and saying, seen that vote we put in, going to ignore it? Or the email that they sent that, that, you know, the SPFL got immediately, but then somehow after that, the one with the vote then came in, but it wasn't it wasn't um looked at as being able to take it because they'd already said take ignore it. I mean the whole thing's just farcical. It's it's just it's laughably bad. And what it looks like to any normal person is Dundee voted no. The SPFL were then on the phone and says, listen, you've got the deciding vote here. We know you've said no, but we could maybe offer you reconstruction or we could offer this, we could offer that. How does that sound? They've said, okay, take our vote away. Well, we need you to put that in writing. Okay, we'll do that. Because that to a normal person or a normal fan is how it looks. Now, if none of that has went on, Colin, then no problem. Let's have an independent investigation. Get in, look at computers, look at when it was read, when it was sent and let's just find out because if Dundee have voted no and it legitimately hasn't been received by the SPFL and then they have, you know, decided because they realize that they've got the vote um, and that, that clinches us to try and maneuver it for themselves, then yeah, let's 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 figure that out because then that that that's then Dundee that have got the issue With their own integrity and everything else, not the SPFL. But if there's nothing to hide from the SPFL on that, why don't they just allow and, and, you know, why don't they just say, yeah, come and look at it? Because we didn't get it, no hassles, come and have a look. And that'll solve, you know, a lot of the issues. But when they don't, and when, you know, there's all these counter kind of statements that they put out, we didn't vote no, we didn't do this, we didn't do that, we've all seen the voting slips. So Dundee don't come out well on this at all. And I understand they've got to look for themselves and everything else. But then, when you look at this um, kind of council that's been put together to to look at restructuring, um, and and everybody's you know like Dundee are on it, Partick Thistle are on it, Hearts are on it, and all these teams that have had a gripe are suddenly on this um, council. I mean, the whole thing is just it's just a shambles. And when you look at it, and you know when when people like Sir Kenny Dalglish. And even, God, even Charlie Nicholas on, on Sky Sports News is laughing and saying, you know, what a mess we are and, and people are, are looking at it. You know, it's just Scottish football over a simple vote. It should have been an easy vote. You, they should have allowed other resolutions to sit and we could have spent a while kind of talking about this because there's no rush. As you, we go back to another point you made. There's no rush. There's no football going to be played anytime soon. There's no fans going to be put, going to football anytime soon. So the rush through goes back to something I said in my blog ages ago. Why why are they so intent on getting that resolution through? Was it because then they could say, well, there's a precedent for the likes of Dundee United and Cove Rangers who, who are now champions, so the Premier League could go the same way? Because see, to me and to all other logical people and everything else, then that's what it looks like because you're not telling me that, you know, they're saying that the £1,700 that they pay out to to Brecon City is going to, to save their season and make sure that they don't go under and everything else because that's just a nonsense. And remember as well, that's not, see all this miss headlines in the Daily Record and all this nonsense that they're coming out with that the £9 million cannot now be paid out and everything else. That's absolute nonsense. The only money that's been paid out is the £2 million to the lower league clubs. So none of the SPA, uh, the actual um, Premier, has been paid out yet. So this is, you know, the, let's, these headlines are about eighty-five percent and everything else—it's just, it's just a nonsense. If Dundee, if Dundee are all squeaky clean and the SPFL is all squeaky clean and everything else, just let the independent investigation happen. Let them go in there, and look at it, and then we'll find out what truly has happened. See, because for me, Dundee look like they're up to their necks in it, and the SPFL are the ones holding their hand, taking them there.
1: Frankie, there was also, I mean, Hearts initially, as, as Stephen pointed out there, you know, and Budge initially was was very critical and, and quite, you know, on the front foot in, in terms of criticising SPFL and all this, you know, issuing statement after statement, because obviously they're looking at being relegated. And, at, at, I mean, Hearts have been awful this year, and they have looked like relegation fodder for a while. But, I mean, mathematically they're still in it and it just feels very, very cruel that, you know, they could be looking at having to lose staff and lose players and all the rest of it based on a a vote that that is, you know, not the the sort of cleanest vote, if you know what I mean. So I I could kind of understand where Hearts were coming from and where uh, Anne Budge was coming from, but she seemed to change her tone a wee bit this week, which I found quite disappointing. And I think it alludes to what Stevie was saying there, you know, they, she's been placed on this, this task force that's going to look at reconstructing uh, leagues and all the rest of it. I think it's safe to say that that's Hart's way out and that's how they've been bought off. But again, like Dundee, do you now look at Hearts and think their integrity in this whole situation has now been damaged?
2: To a certain extent, aye. I mean, <laughs> we've got to remember, everybody's out for their own side. So Rangers... Celtic, Hearts Dundee, whatever team you want to name, of course they've got to be biased and want what's best for their club. So I, I don't think there's any doubt if, if Hearts can get out of it by not being relegated, it's going to save them an absolute fortune. So I, I don't even not understand why, why, why they, they, they've um, went down that road. Um, the problem you've got is, if you've already voted no, and then you're now given this clarity being on the the the, the panel, the, the, the restructuring panel. It it doesn't look good. And as as you've mentioned, I mean she came out and said certain stuff. I mean I'm Budge over the last two or three years since she's been involved with Hearts, partly prides herself on transparency. I mean she quite often uh, releases big lengthy statements on their website explaining exactly what the club are up to, and the fans seem to like her for that. Despite obviously their. They've had issues on the park with with, with, with Craig Levine in recent years and in in the last season or so and they've been struggling. Um, She said other things the other day there, and then she seems to have retracted that somewhat as well. So it's difficult to try and find the line where there's people that are just looking out for themselves or where they've been got at for want of a better expression um and again this is where your independent inquiry comes into it because then you can look look into the communications between um the state, all the relevant stakeholders so you can see what was said what was promised what what was offered and when because this is this is this is, this is the, the timelines obviously key in terms of in terms of uh, what happens in, in for, for the vote so it's as i say it's it's tricky but and i've got a bit of sympathy for some of these clubs dundee you not know so much i mean i think I mean, if you read their statement um, a week past Friday at five o'clock, it didn't say one thing or the other. So you just wonder if there was some premeditation involved, you know, with, 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 with their uh, communications with the other clubs that you've seen on WhatsApp and that Scott Gardner talk, talked about on radio as well. So as I say, this is why the, the, the investigation is important because it can drill down into all these different uh, factors and aspects of what's going on and find out exactly what's happened and, 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 I mean, if you've got obstruction or if you've got enticement stuff like that, so um, the, the only way we find out is is by getting somebody independent in there and and, and looking into it. How long is it going to take? That's the other thing. I mean, two, three weeks, months—I I don't know—but uh, we certainly need uh, some sort of uh, uh, answers for for fans that are annoyed, and not just fans. I mean, you can tell that people involved with other clubs are as well. They're just minding their P's and Q's when they're when they're on the on the radio and on the TV.
1: Stevie, another example I, I and I actually felt for, uh, for this club, uh, when they released a statement through the week part uh, Perfect Thistle, you know, they've they've been quite strong as well, saying that they've received legal advice, suggesting that they were in a strong position and that, you know, they could challenge this and and feel that they, they would come out with it with a victory. But they released a statement through the week saying that essentially financially they weren't in a position to challenge it and that they, they had to think about staff who were already had been furloughed and all the rest of it. And you know, they want to bring these people back into the club when 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 football returns. And is, is that another sign that you know that maybe the people behind us, this this proposition and this whole sort of voting sham that's happened, they maybe understand that. that they think, well, a lot of these clubs won't be able to challenge us because financially it'll just be too much you know there's, there's no money coming out as i said earlier on especially for clubs lower down in the lower divisions you know there's no tv money they need people coming through the front door so if no one's going for how, you know that's that's probably about 80 90 percent of their revenue gone so they need people through the gate as soon as possible so that means that going down the road of litigation and challenging the spfl it becomes difficult for them because that's going to be costly and it could be even costlier if they go down that route and they don't they don't get the, the result that they're looking for. So do you think that that's another reason that as I said the people behind this sort of thing they know that a good percentage of the clubs can't challenge they don't have the means to challenge the ones that aren't happy and and could challenge your hearts and all that and your Dundees they can be sort of sweetened with places on task force and that and then that just leaves us. You know, we are the only club sitting there going, Well, wait a minute. This this is totally wrong." So, do you, do you think that the, the people behind this know that you know what? A good majority of these clubs are only going to be in a position to challenge us legally.
0: Well, I think a couple of things. First of all, where do Partick find herself now, they, they find herself relegated, but suddenly on a on a reconstruction um, committee to see what's going to happen next season. So let's look at that logically. If if they're there. And the things that are being said is they're they're not really going to get relegated, and we all know that. So if they've been given a wee heads up, then why would they proceed with legal action when they don't have to? And the other thing is as well, and, and let's look at not let's take away the conspiracies and all that, and kind of look at it logically. Let's look at the statements and and the things that people have had have said, like Scott Gardner and Bernice and stuff like that. It's them that that's used the words like bullying and coercion and things like that. And forcing clubs into making these votes because they don't they don't have they need the money you know they they, they can't fight this they they need whatever income they can to to keep things going so they, they might not like the resolution but it's the only one they can go for so I mean as as Stuart was saying there everybody's in it for themselves and and I and I get that and I understand that but I don't for one second believe. That Partick Thistle would suddenly drop their their legal intentions because um, the money they would lose, say, from going from you know Championship down to um, down to First Division, that they would suddenly just decide, you know what, it's, it's not worth it financially for us. I don't believe that for for a second. I think it's more likely that you know, here you're on the the Reconstruction Council Task Force, whatever you want to call it, and um, you, you know you're not really going to go down because this is what we're going to do. I think that's much more likely than them suddenly deciding they've got no money anymore. Calling, I'm afraid, call me cynical and everything else, but no, that that that, um, that statement to me, I I read it and just thought indirectly. Well, you've been told you're not getting relegated, so there's no need.
1: No. I, 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 I... Totally understand your cynicism. Uh, I'm probably one and, of the most cynical.
0: Like, sorry, Colin. Just to see, see for a normal fan, like even out with Rangers, Celtic, and everybody else. See people reading that. Even guys in my work that don't don't follow, like you know Rangers or whatever. They're saying to me the same thing. That just looks like you know they've been they've been told, and and that's why an independent investigation has to be happened because there's so many little, you know, to steal a word that you used earlier. Uh, we caveats and things that that have been said and things that have happened this whole thing needs to look into it because it's just, it needs to be transparent to to why little things like thistle stance and, and stuff like that could change and, you know, going from we're not accepting relegation and everything else to, oh, you know, we're going to fight it legally to the next day. Well, we're just going to accept it. And then the day after that, they're suddenly on a reconstruction task force thing. I mean, that's just wrong.
1: No, as I said, I, I, I totally get your cynicism. And there's, there's a lot of this that, that uh, leaves a sort of sour taste in the mouth. I mean, even some of the some of the clubs that have been celebrating this week, uh Dungeon United and Wraith Rovers, you know, some of the some of the online content that, that's come out of uh, prominent figures within those clubs has been pretty poor. You know, I, I Wraith Rovers are a big one for me because I think they're only a point ahead of Falkirk and Falkirk have got a superior goal difference. And uh, now I'm from the Falkirk area. Uh, and I mean Falkirk aren't a club that I have a particular light for because you know I hear what the fans think, think your you angels and all the rest of it. But I do know speaking to people who are, are connected to Falkirk that when when they went down, I think it was last season when they went down, there was a feeling that they had one season, maybe two tops, to get back out of that division, or it was part-time football. So I mean Falkirk were already in a critical position, and now. They've, they've, they've been denied promotion through a vote. They've, they've been denied income through the current situation. So I'm now looking at that club thinking they are, in, in my opinion anyway, they are probably in a, a, a real danger of going part-time. And, you know, once a club goes part-time, it's very, very difficult to, to, to start climbing the leagues again. And then you've got Wraith Rovers players, you know, posting images of themselves, drinking lager with, you know, folk tears on it. You've got Dungeon United sporting director, and Robbie Nielsen posting themselves two metres apart, drinking a beer, and one of them's drinking a Corona. You know, the whole thing just, it doesn't look good, I don't think. I don't think it's a good look. They might think it looks funny and all the rest of it. I disagree. I think it looks uh, fairly crass when you consider the impact that these things could maybe have in certain clubs. Uh, but I've kind of went off track a wee bit there. Stuart, coming back to you, going back to an independent inquiry, you know, based on the fact that Doncaster, you know, McKenzie and and, and Murdoch and McLaren have, have said no, should should they be stepping aside now? Should they be should they be forcibly told, like right, you know what? Use it out of the picture and out until all of this get sorted out. Uh, because it just feels, again, it feels murky. You know, I I think what Stevie said earlier on. You know, if if, if I was innocent of, you know, if someone was accusing me of something and I was like, well, oh, I never done that well, can we come in and check? I and mean, you come, come in, no problem. Have a check about. But they seem to go, no, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll investigate ourselves. And I think what Stephen Gerrard said through the week, you know, he, when he was on Sky Sports News, you know, he says, you know, if you mark your own homework, you always finish top of the class. And there's just a lack of integrity about that as well. To me, if these three people, if, if Doncaster and McKenzie and McLennan were confident in their position that the SPFL had done nothing wrong, that there was no shady shenanigans with Peter, and in inverted commas, then they would be quite happy to say, and you come, but they're not. They're, they're, they're pushing for a, a, an internal investigation, which I, I just doesn't wash with me. So come back to my question, should they be forced to step aside and, and a, 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 an independent review uh, happens on the back of that?
2: Well, uh, uh, but certainly that's what we're, we're hoping for. I mean, that's what Rangers have asked for. Um, well, I think they're going to for two of them, isn't it? Uh, Doncaster and, and McKenzie, to stand aside uh, to begin with. That's for sure. Um, the problem is you, you need to have the back end. So Rangers have to have the back end to not only have the independent inquiry, but to ask for suspensions. Um, I don't know if they've canvassed other clubs. I don't know if, it, um, if, it, if it, such a, it would have to go down to a vote. So you'd have 42 clubs again voting on it. I mean, you know, what percentage is needed? i not an expert on the, the Articles Association for the SPFL, unfortunately, but um, t- t- to get what Rangers want, f- first of all, you need the independent inquiry. And, but you, to get to there, you need the backing. So, I mean, in the last two or three days, you've had teams like Partick Thistle, we've already talked about, have sort of reversed somewhat. Teams like Hearts and Budge have reversed somewhat to a degree. However, you have had somebody like uh, the guy Cormac that was on for uh, the radio yesterday for. Aberdeen, who was pretty angry. Falkirk seemed to be pretty angry. There's a few more lower league teams that are upset. Um, obviously, Inverness, Cali, Thistle are the best pleased either. So there is, but they should be back in there and back in to. To, to for, for rangers to, to to create a special resolution to organize a, an independent investigation. But the problem you've got for that is I mean who who chairs that? Where, where, where do you get some do you, do you go to somebody like Henry McLeish, who I, I don't think any of us would trust him? Do we go to one of the law lords that was involved with with Rangers in 2012? People that Rod McKenzie will know very well. Um this is what's difficult or do you go down south to maybe somebody within the the football association and ask for somebody there to come up I mean you'd think it'd need to be somebody that's familiar not only with uh, with law but with with the the articles of these type of bowling club type institutions you know this is it that's good to remember that the SPFL is made up of the clubs so it's it's not like you're you're um it's not like UEFA or, or FIFA or anything like that, a standalone organisation. It's it's made up of the clubs, so they have to they have to agree on, on a way forward. And, and as we've seen, that that's uh, that that can prove pretty difficult. So I, I mean to answer your question. I don't think they're going to be standing aside any any soon. I don't think these guys have a great deal of integrity. Um, I certainly don't trust them. Um, but it's, it's up to Rangers to try and to try and force their hand, and hopefully they're going to be doing that. I mean, Stevie says they've. Ranger, I've got this evidence from a whistleblower. I mean, I don't know if that's a whistleblower, it's within the SPFL or or somewhere else that's involved, but we really need, need to try and drive the debate forward now. And um, and I think the only way we can do that is by um, having a, another vote. And we've all seen how, how these, these, uh, these go in the last uh, fortnight or so.
1: Stevie, on that evidence, you know, Rangers have been uh, quite categorical that they've received strong evidence that, you know, there's been sort of shady shenanigans going on in the background. Uh, now, I mean, Rangers have sort of, I don't want to say they've backed themselves into a corner, but we, it does feel like Rangers are the last man standing here. You know, one by one, everyone else has is, is, is either fell or been bought off. And it, it just feels like it's down to us now. You know, we're the, the, the sort of last man standing. So I've, I've kind of got two questions for you they must be confident in the evidence that they have, you know, because if, the, if they weren't, you, you would imagine that Rangers wouldn't be in a position to be taking the position that they are. So, in your opinion, what options do Rangers have at the moment, and would you think their next move will be?
0: Well, first of all, on the on the evidence thing, I think it's club are on public record of saying that that evidence is there and that they will not disclose that unless it's to an independent inquiry or, if needs be, in a courtroom. Now, we can all be sceptical of, of what we think that is. We can all, you know, be sceptical of, of what we think that Rangers, you know, the kind of route they're taking um, with regards to this. But I look at um, Douglas Park and I think to myself, there's absolutely no way that a couple of weeks into his chairmanship that he would suddenly decide to shoot from an empty gun, so to speak, in terms of putting himself in this position. Because let's face it, you know, Douglas Park, if, if it turns out that our evidence is weak, or it turns out that, you know, we, we have been misleading, so to speak, Douglas Park's chairmanship at Rangers is over already. Uh, because, you know, the fans will not accept it, and he'll basically be ridiculed. Now, Douglas Park is a, a guy that's been very successful in business. Last time I looked at his yearly accounts he turned over something in the region of 760 million pounds and you know had had profits after shareholdings and everything else to the extent of 16 million pounds that he just he was able just to put five million away just for a a rainy day so you're not telling me that Douglas Park is, is is going here for bluster or whatever so we can we can sit and we can wonder what Rangers are sitting on and everything else and and I, I thoroughly believe that if, if the club have taken this stance, then they do have it there, whatever that may be. Secondly, where they go from here is just to continue in what they're doing. The club, this is a long-term strategy, clearly from what they've said and, and their actions there. So what Rangers have done, I think, quite cleverly is that they've set out the agenda early. Now, the agenda is, you know, that they want change and they want an independent investigation. This was Rangers that set that. And what's happened then is gradually other clubs and other people and figureheads and things like that, you know, the likes of Douglas, the likes of Nicholas, the likes of English, the likes of even Michael Stewart. Now, these are people that are not Rangers friends. So what we've been able to do is, is kind of gather them and, and take them with us. So as much as, as, much as I'm, I'm not really interested in any of these people in terms of their kind of media viewpoint or anything else, they, they do make the most noise. And, and having them whether they even realize you know coming with us in terms of wanting an independent investigation that that's that's definitely a good thing because there'll be other clubs and, and we know that there's other clubs like heart like not sure how but aberdeen certainly said it yesterday cormac that they want an inv- independent investigation and things like that so the more things that happen, and, and even that's why I said that the best thing about this is even guys like Cormac yesterday on the radio speak, he had him coming out saying that, that Doncaster phoned him at 20 to 5 or whatever and says, oh, by the way, your vote it, it doesn't really matter. Nobody cares about it anyway. So that's just another wee thing that adds to the whole kind of murkiness. And also that the more they speak and the more people hear that, the more people then decide well, we do want an independent investigation. So all Rangers really need to do, Rangers have set the agenda and they just need to keep driving it the way they are, which which will mean you know subtle, kind of press things and, and things like that. But what Rangers need to do is Rangers need the support of, I think, three other clubs to call an EGM, in which case then they need 75% of the vote for an independent investigation. As much as these clubs may have voted for the resolution to get their money and everything else, that that figure might be difficult to get to or might not be. And then after that, they need to go and decide whether or not they're going to take it to court. So that, that's the kind of strategy, but this is a, a long term thing for Rangers. It's not going to be a simple case of Rangers show their hand or, or, or or do whatever, you know, in the media, it's not going to be that way. Rangers will, will only present their evidence, um, you know, to, to an independent investigation or a courtroom, like we've already said. So, Rangers just need to keep doing what they're doing. And, and the more things, as I said, the more that comes out, the, the more people realise what's going on, the more it's been highlighted on the likes of Sky Sports and that. And, but before you know it, it'll get to a situation where the SPFL cannot outrun the, the need for an independent investigation. And, and as we said earlier, if these three guys at the top, Doncaster, McLennan and, 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 and the other one, I can't remember his name, the three amigos, whatever, McLennan. Whatever. See, see, if they had done nothing wrong, Colin, then there's no need for them to to say it. You know, you said it yourself. I work in a position where I I get audited all the time where guys come into my job and say we need to audit the last, you know, certain amount of of things that you've done. Oh, no problem. When you go, and then that's you. So why they are so desperately wanting to hide and not being transparent with it and and being silent in the media as well is, um, is surprising to me. So, Rangers just need to keep doing what they're doing. And it's it's a simple case for me. Was, I mean, we'd, I would have loved it if they had come out hell for leather and, and said, this is why we want you. This is what we've got. But it's it's not what they've chosen to do. They've chosen to play the long game um, in terms of their strategy. So I, I'm, I'm in the position where I'm going to say to myself, right, this is what Douglas Park and his team have done. I am going to simply sit and wait and see how that transpires and go with them in that because if it doesn't work and if you know and if they have blustered and everything else then they're going to know that they've they've led not only the club but the fans down the garden path as well and we're going to be upset I don't I do not think that that is a a possibility at all from the club so I'm prepared to wait and watch and see where this takes us
1: sure is it possible that I mean normally in these sort of situations when there's a lot of uh, opinions flying about about Scottish football and major decisions need to be made. You know, Peter Law was normally at the forefront of that. You know, he was very vocal in 2008 uh, when Rangers were looking to extend the season. Uh, obviously, when we got to the UEFA the, the Cup final, it, it was very vocal uh, around about 2012 as well when when we, we had the buffers and, you know, we had to go down to Division three, Very silent on this. You know, uh, is that in itself telling or do you think he's just keeping his powder dry at the moment? I don't think he needs to say
2: anything. Um, if, if the clubs are voting for the SPFL resolution, which which um, suits Celtic, then um, I, I don't think they need to really be, be canvassing people. He'll he'll know exactly who he's got on his side ahead of a, any vote. I mean, clearly uh, there isn't much chance that, that he'll... Want to be agreeing with Rangers when it comes to looking for an independent inquiry, um, because I mean, if they start looking into the appointment of certain key staff within the SPFL, then that might not be a, a, a road that, that Lawwell wants anyone to go down. So, um, in, in terms of, they've got Celtic's got everything that they want just now. I mean, I don't think they'll be very happy with with some of the stuff that's been leaked out um i don't think they'll be very happy with some of the words of some of the the, the chair people and some of the the other um staff of other clubs but at the end of the day the, the resolution is passed so i don't think lowell was daft enough to come out with a statement to be seen to be inconsistent or that might be contradicted later you know so he he's probably playing the the long game as well i mean at the end of the day the scotship what comes down to rangers and celtic um and, and there's going to be certain teams that will follow Rangers, certain teams that will follow Celtic. Obviously, in the last eight years um, since uh, Craig White and your Charles Greens and, and things like that, that, Rangers have lost a lot of credibility when it comes to governance. So it's it's problematic in terms of garnering support for ideas that we might have and any resolutions that we put forward. But I would have thought, in this case, there's enough circumstantial evidence um, that there's been strange things going on that that merit a proper look at. And I I think in this case, if people like Budge that likes to champion herself as as, as, um, as honest and integrity and and transparent, these people should be on the the, the coattails of Rangers in terms of making sure that this gets pushed forward canvassing on behalf of Rangers and everybody should be looking to say, well, if we've nothing to hide, we've nothing to hide. Because you remember 2012, um, it went down to the fans and all the clubs were having votes for fans and stuff, uh, uh, fan votes with regards to where Rangers should be playing their football. So at this this time, fans didn't seem to be considered. And uh, we should be because we're the, the people that, effectively, we're losing it as well. I mean, clubs are skint, but a lot of fans will be struggling just um, that you've got season tickets. People have had season tickets. Games have been doesn't look like they're going to be played. So what happens in terms of refunds, things like that? So the fans should be including in this debate as well. So it's, it's going to be interesting where it goes. But I, I don't think you'll you'll see Lowell saying very much just now because effectively he's he's got what he
1: wanted. I'll come back to you then, I'm sure. I'll, I'll try and laugh the out a wee bit because obviously we've been talking quite serious for about fifty minutes or so. Uh, did you have a wee chuckle today? Uh, did, Stuart's uh, story Stephen's mentioned it earlier on with Kenny Dalglish now Kenny came out in 2012 saying you know Rangers will always be Rangers and I think that stuck in the croy a few Celtic fans and I must admit I had a wee chuckle today when he came out demanding an independent inquiry so did you enjoy that? Aye aye
2: I mean he was, he was always a Ranger fan when he was younger anyway wasn't he Kenny before he, he joined yeah, Celtic yeah. so uh, maybe maybe he's, he's, he's rediscovered his, uh, his lost youth um, and is, uh, is, is, is looking back towards it. I think I think what it is, is if, if people, as I say, I mean, Charlie Nicholas is another good example. I mean, he's not the sharpest tool in the box. I think we'll all agree on that. And, but however, he, he's mainly based down south, so based with Sky. Doug is the same. So they're, they're, they're not maybe involved in the sort of village committee of, of, of the Scottish sort of mainstream media. They're, they're seeing it from maybe fresher eyes and more neutral eyes, if, if you like, as well. So they're seeing how silly it looks. I mean, sometimes you can be too close to a debate, whether it's at your work, whether it's with your family in the house, or whether it's to do with Rangers or anything. I mean, I think we we'll all see stuff we regret, I mean, on, on social media, for example. Um, but when there's somebody like Kenny Dalglish, I mean, a still worker our game, um, one of Scotland's best ever players, if not the best ever Scottish, Scottish player, somebody that we've never had, like him for, um, for, for a generation is coming out and saying that he's worried about how the, the game's been run up here. Then people should be sitting and listening and saying, Hold on a minute here, this is kind of leash. This is the Michael Stewart failed Trias This is kind of a leash. So let's, um, let's hear what he's got to say. These t- type of sensible people. I mean, if you're looking for to have an independent investigation, why not have kind of Is the kind of person you should be looking to be part of that? I mean, he's obviously, isn't he, a lawyer? But he's a football man, so if you've got an independent investigation committee, I don't know, maybe five people. Dalglish might be one of you, somebody that you'd be thinking about being on on that for the football side. So it's as I say, you're lifting the mood, and it's funny, but at the same time, there, there is a serious aspect to it. And if somebody like Dalglish and Nicholas are, are, are on the side of Rangers, then it, it
1: tells its own story. Stephen, I'll come back to you for the final question, uh, Stuart. Sort of. Uh, touched on it there with the you know games that are only going to be played. I, I can't see this season getting completed on us. It. it just seems that this situation is going to rumble on too long, and the more it rumbles on, the more you damage two seasons. You know, I, I, I think you should just sort of say, right, well, we've lost one. Let's try and focus on the next one and, and salvage that. Uh, have you have you heard anything about how the the club is is planning to to deal with? you know, the, the games that weren't played, so therefore maybe supporters feel that they're entitled to a refund, and, and, and how the club's going to move forward for season ticket sales for next season based on the fact that we don't even know when the season's going to be starting?
0: Uh, no, Colin, I'll be honest. Um, I mean, I can speculate like everybody else, but I haven't um, heard anything in, in terms of season tickets or, or refunds or anything like that. But I would say that I don't, I don't think there's... I, I, I think like you, that this season is done, I think it's pretty clear that, uh, you know, I would suggest by this time next week, we'll be sitting in Celtic, we'll have been crowned champions. Whether we like it or not, I think that's the way that this uh, and the SPFL are are pushing it. And I think that once this meeting happens on the 23rd, that'll happen. So I think at that point, people might, you know, might become a wee bit more angry in terms of, of wanting certain money back and everything else. But I think people need to remember that none of this is Rangers doing. It's it's not the club's fault, and we're in an un, unprecedented un, kind of situation. So, I'm not one. I'm not sure that that refunds will be given. Two, I'm not sure that, that we can afford to give refunds, and I'm not sure that any club can. For example, um, the St Mirren game that was coming up for Rangers when it was cancelled, we we you know we'd purchased a hundred grand worth of tickets off them. You know, do we then get to go back to and say to them, you know, we want our money back because at, at that point. You know, the, these teams will will hurt more than more than we would perhaps. You know, but it's just I, I honestly, Colin. If if you're asking to, to see if I knew anything, then no, I don't. I would I would suspect. Um, I'm speculating that, that season tickets will be out in the next ten to fourteen days, and and we'll we'll go ahead and we'll try and plan the the season. You know, uh, for next season. But like you said, I I just don't I don't see football. Coming back anytime soon to normality. I don't see. Um, I don't see big crowds being allowed. I, I don't think that crowds will go back to normal. I just don't see that at all. And I, I, I honestly, I think that football landscape could change majorly from that. Um, I'm not sure how. You know, I'm not even sure how our, our own club will be able to handle um, not being able to sell season tickets and, and what kind of happens. So there needs to be. This meeting on the twenty third from the eighth, I think there needs to be major kind of governments behind that, so that we can, um, so that we can get some answers, because at the moment it's kind of clear as mud.
1: I, I mean, I was I was listening to a podcast in Athletic yesterday, and they they informed me that German teams are back training now, and they are definitely looking towards uh, behind closed doors. Do you think that's maybe a route that we could go down to to get the season up and running? You know, because I would imagine that come August September time, the some of the restrictions will have been lifted. But I, 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 like you, I can't see mass gatherings being being allowed. So is is that a way round it behind closed doors? Well,
0: yeah, it is a way round it, but it's not a way to sell a season ticket because it's all right. You know, we've got what forty seven thousand season ticket holders, so you might get. Twenty five thousand that will renew, you know, un, unconditionally. But it's a hell of a big ask to ask, like a working class family who who went through this situation. A lot of supporters won't be earning to suddenly say to them, right, you know, here's five hundred odd pound to renew your season ticket. But there's a very good chance that instead of getting eighteen home games, you might actually only get nine of them. But we're still hoping you pay your season ticket. So it's you know, yes, I can see games going behind closed doors and things like that. And you know, I've seen the headlines today—the the, the picture of you know the players playing a up wearing a mask and stuff like that. I just don't know what they're going to do in terms of that. But yeah, I, I can see it going behind closed doors. But it doesn't solve financially. How can you ask a person to 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 buy a season ticket in, in terms of they maybe getting a code to. To watch it online, things like that. I don't, I don't pay, you know, a season ticket to to watch it, you know, from the couch. So there's there's going to be lots of lots of things, and uh, you know, we have three season tickets in this house. You know, the best part of 1400 pounds. So it's a it's a lot of money for for a working class family to be to be paying out to to be behind closed doors. So this is a really difficult situation for football everywhere. And I'm not talking about our own. club, I'm talking about every club everywhere. How can you, you know, sell season tickets on, on and and also ask supporters to do it on on the premise of not having start dates and things? I know we have to do it. I know as a club we've got to plan and things like that. But this is a this is a massively difficult thing to ask people.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's strange times, you know. It's, it's it's surreal, and and I agree with you. It's a big ask to ask. Supporters, I'm I'm kind of like yourself. I've got two season tickets in this household, and you know it would be a, bi- a big ask to say you need to pay full price and not get a a, a refund for this season, uh, but you're only going to get fifty percent of the games. But as you say, uh, Stephen, it's 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 a big conundrum, not just for Rangers, it's for for all of football. And my hope that is that maybe football. Will, will change a wee bit through this. It'll maybe realise that it's paying too much out in wages, especially down south. You know, that their business model isn't the best. You know, there's a lot of money comes into football, but far too much goes out to to players, to, to agents and stuff like that. And I'm kind of hoping that at the end of this, football looks at itself and goes, you know what, a lot of the clubs say, you know what, how we were operating was not sustainable. I mean, maybe need to just tweak things a wee bit. And players' expectations and agents who, who plunder clubs for money just for getting someone to sign on a dotted line. That whole gravy train, hopefully that will maybe come to an end. But uh, you never know. It probably won't. But anyway, looking at the clock, guys, I think we should, we should wrap it up there. Uh, so that's it for this week's edition of the Net weekly podcast, the independent Rangers podcast made by fans for fans, uh, where the content is sweet. A big big thanks to Frankie and Stephen for their contributions tonight. We'll probably have a show next week. Obviously, there's no football at the moment, so it is all up in the air, but I'm assuming there'll be lots more happening off the field so there's every chance we'll be on here next week at the same time in the meantime get yourself on to Jersnet and the forums at www.gersnet.co.uk and until the next time bye for now
0: loyalty to Rangers is what binds us and together we are stronger launching for the 2021 season the MyGers membership programme is a new way to get even closer to the club you love it's the one place where you can access benefits like ticketing priority, club discounts and exclusive competitions and experiences. There's even a limited edition welcome gift when you join. Visit rangers.co.uk slash to join today. Always Rangers. Always loyal. Always rewarded.